Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are coming towards the end of our journey called the Leader's Dress Code, where we are looking at how as leaders representing Jesus and kingdom leadership should clothe ourselves with Christ. That's exactly what it says in Romans 13 verse 14. And then the scripture where Paul really describes what the clothes of a mature believer, in particular those of us who are called to lead, should look like. It says in Colossians 3, 12 to 14, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And we have looked at each one of those characteristics as an item of clothing that we as leaders in the kingdom should be wearing as part of the leader's dress code. And then verse 14, the one we want to focus on for a couple of moments today, says this, and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, many times we as Christians, we hear that word love and something kind of switches off in our minds when we consider leadership in a more secular environment, in a business, in the factory, in industry. But I want to take you a little bit deeper today and I want to show you how actually this characteristic of love is just, if not even more important in a, quote, secular environment than it is just in a church environment. So let's dig a little bit deeper. That word love is, of course, the word agapai. It's a, a Greek word. In the New Testament, it usually means the active love of God for His Son and His people and the active love His people are to have for God, each other, and even enemies. I like that word active. It's not a passive emotion, but rather something active that we do. It's an unconditional giving, sacrificing kind of love. Now, this is the type of love that motivated God to give His Son Jesus on the cross. We know that well-known verse in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal love. There's that active sign of love, the self-sacrificing giving towards someone else. Now, as I mentioned, the danger for leaders is that we subconsciously separate love. We put that into our church or our Christian box, and then we put on, we climb into a different box when we get into the so-called secular world, our business world, our organization. But what we discover is that there is something powerful. In fact, I'm reading a book at the moment by, by someone called uh, Joel Manby. His book is called Love Works. Seven Timeless Principles for Effective Leaders. And what he's discovering is that in a so-called secular environment, there is a hunger amongst not just team members, employees, but actually for clients as well to understand, to be embraced by this thing called love in the workplace. It doesn't just create a winning team, but actually that impacts the bottom line of a business in a very positive way. So the big idea, an environment of love actually releases people to do their best work. And when they're doing their best work, it benefits not just the team, but the bottom line of the organization as well. So why is this so important? The scripture shows that we read, it says we need to put on this love almost as a virtue that binds the others together. You can think about it as, a, as kind of the belt in terms of our dress code, the belt that keeps the trousers up, keeps the shirt tucked in. It holds them together. And uh, uh, I just want to remind you of uh, one of those scriptures, I've read it before and we'll read it again, 1 Corinthians 13 in the beginning portion where it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. That tells us you could have skill or ability, but 
without motivated by love, actually it's just an irritation to people and to God. Verse 2, it says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. In other words, you could have power or influence, but outside of the context nothing, of, <laughs> outside of the context of love, actually you are powerless. And then verse 3 says, If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Once again, you could have hard work, you could have diligence, you could have sacrifice, but outside the context of love, it gains nothing. So maybe you haven't used the word love in your work environment before, but be sure of this. It's just as real and relevant in a business or organizational context as it is in church and kingdom life. So very quickly then, if love is so important, then why doesn't everyone lead with love all the time? Well, remember, like all these characteristics, we reflect the revelation that we have of God. One of my favorite verses, 1 John 4, 19 says, We love because He first loved us. So the real issue, if you're not taking love into your work environment, it's because you haven't truly had a revelation of God's divine love for you. Could be a couple of reasons. Could be pride. Sometimes our pride restricts us, makes us want to earn God's love based on performance rather than humility. Sometimes it can be a low sense of self-worth. We feel like we haven't earned. We're not worthy of God's amazing love. And so we're not able to receive it because we disqualify ourselves feeling we're unworthy. Or thirdly, it just could be shame. The result of guilt, the result of abuse or abusing or things that have happened in the past, sin of the past, has now left us shameful and feeling completely disqualified from God's amazing love. In each case, it's only a revelation of God's unconditional love demonstrated at the cross that can break through our hardened hearts. So let me leave you quickly with the challenge. What does a leadership of love look like? What it looks like is simply pulling all the previous characteristics together and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. In other words, by focusing on genuinely loving your team members and customers, you'll be bringing together the compassion we spoke about. Remember that motivating force of a leader. Jesus moved by compassion. It brings together the kindness, treating people as we would like to be treated. Humility, focusing on and others and not on ourselves. Gentleness, the outward reflection of a heart at peace with God. Patience, dealing with people the way God deals with us. Forgiveness, allowing God's mercy to flow through us so that it continues to flow to us. Love brings all of these characteristics together. So instead of trying to focus on all of these traits, we can focus on love. Love is above all these traits and love unifies these traits by binding them together. So there it is, leaders. Here's the challenge to tighten up that belt, part of our dress code. Now, let's put love over all of these attributes. Let's focus on love because love brings these attributes together binding them together in perfect unity. May the Lord bless you. Let's learn to lead in love in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope to see you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.